Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey fiends, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies and give away the spoileriest spoilers in the game. I'm Tara. And hello, boils and ghouls. I am Matt. (laughs) And today we discuss the film Antrim. It is the deadliest film ever made. And by the way, there is a reason why you haven't seen Antrim. You'd What's be that? dead. <gasps> oh. So, Tara, we're going to a familiar, not necessarily familiar, but we're going to talk about a cursed movie again because I believe we discussed The Ring previously, which yes. involves a cursed videotape. So, yes. we're kind of on More cursed, cursed films. movies right now. So, this is an interesting film um, in the fact that it is a movie, but it's a lot of things. I guess I'm trying to think of the right yeah. way to explain this. Well, so okay, so let's let's talk through the movie and we'll get to that. Let's start mm. with our spoilery spoilers. spoilers. Um so we open on footage of like old footage of like evil things, right? I love evil things by the way. It's yeah, of like <laughs> the all more sorts evil, of evil things, things the better. <laughs> the more the better. I think it's supposed to look like the old movie Hacksan from 1922, I think. Okay, that movie's awesome by the way. Have you seen it? I haven't actually seen it. Oh, I really want to. It's so I need to good. buy it. It's so good. I, love I it. need to buy it so I can watch it. You know what? Honestly, it's like a great movie, but it's like, think of it as like an, a video version of like reading a book about the devil and like evil, basically. It's, that's so cool. Yes, it's great. It's so cool. I love that's it. just the coolest. And I love I've it. seen screenshots and they're like, uh, like um, 
stills from the movie and, it's, and it has the old like uh, villain so music awesome. in it yeah it's great i love it oh god okay so i have to see it now like yes. definitely definitely yes. i don't think this is the footage from Haxon, even though it, it no, could be because it's in the i'm sure domain. they've i'm sure they've recreated it i think they, they faked it though yeah um it was good though so then they taught we go into this we're led to believe like this is a documentary where they're talking about this film antrim so we've got like Whatever we've got a um, filmmaker, we've got a guy who runs a horror festival, we've got a few people talking about it, and they talk about a movie theater in Budapest burned down in 1988 while screening it. They said and the, like the, the fire didn't come from the film; it came from in the in the theater or something. It came from in the theater in right. several places. Right, right, right. And we do these documentary style interviews, and we talk about the the, the narrator tells us the like cases of like a woman who died of a seizure while she discussed, while she was discussing rejecting the film from their, Mm -hmm. from their um, film festival. And like someone who fell on a stone fish while he was at the beach. Oh yeah. Just like died from the venom. The the craziest possible things that could happen. Right. Yeah. Like crazy stuff. And like an audience that stampeded in San Francisco in 93. And then we get, the title, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. Yeah. And then there's a long legal notice that they leave up for like a full minute. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> about like, basically like, it's on you if you watch this movie and shit happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and <laughs> like, that takes you back to like those old, uh, I forget the guy's name, not Roger Corman. I'm, who am I thinking of? There was he used to have gimmicks like this. These old fifties, I think, um, the haunting. They did something like this. You know, where if you faint, you know, you you may die. Or um, you know, like, who used to do this hmm. is Le Théâtre de Grand Guignol. Did they do that okay. in France? Yeah. So for those who don't know that, it was the French theater of horror. I wish that they was had something really like popular that today. From like, oh, I would go well, to those. That would be amazing. I ran one for three years. Well, I did not get DC, to go. And to you this. never went. No, so. I didn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was thank before you for, I knew you. Thank you for telling me this now. <laughs> this, now this now this does, kind of like in Billy Madison, this doesn't put the delicious Triscuit crackers in my stomach, now does it? Well, there a, I, there may still be one in, in um, was it in L.A.? I would definitely go to one. Or I'll there go was to, one I'll just on the go West to Coast. I'll just go there to France. There used to be one on the West Coast, too. Um. That sounds but, right. Well, they I don't know if there is one in France anymore. Mm, yeah, Cuz the original Théâtre de Grand Guignol sort of died in, it was like, in Paris, the early was it? 60s. Was it in Paris? It was. Okay, mm-hmm. right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I would love to go to one. That'd be great. Yeah. So, anyway, so it's it's sort of like that they used to say that um they used to keep a doctor on on call in the right. lobby in case somebody passed out or had a heart attack or right. something. And there were stories of people like Oh, look at fainting. the exor- look at the exorcist people talking about vomiting and all that stuff. Yeah, and- there so were well- stories of people fainting, but I he- feel like women fainted all the time in the late nineteen 19- in the late eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds. So to faint. What yeah, was, it was what like was, what women did. What was the movie? Uh, was the last house on the left where they keep saying the tagline? Remember, it's only a movie. It's, it's only a movie. movie. I don't. I haven't seen Last House on yeah. the Left. It's oh, one I haven't seen that's yet. That's a good one. Uh, so yeah, and I think Psycho did that. That you had to be in the theater before the movie started. Or yeah, these are all these gimmicks they do, and it and it yeah. worked. It, it was it was good. Yeah, I well, I thought it was interesting. I'll, I'll talk more. about my thoughts about right. the the right. rapping when we get done. I, I think it's a cool idea. 
I'll talk about my thoughts when we get done. Let's get through the movie first, and then I'll tell you my thoughts. Because <laughs> I have thoughts. If anybody thought there might be a different way this would She's go down. Got thoughts. I've got thoughts, right. and I'm not afraid to tell you them. So we get the legal notice, and then there's, like, the film countdown. Yeah. Um, and then there's credits that are, like, in... They look like they're in Cyrillic. They're in Cyrillic, yeah. I, I think maybe yeah. it's supposed to be like the Budapest that they're like in. Yeah. So that I, I it's don't from there. I, I don't read Cyrillic. I can kind of look at it and tell that it is, and I think it is. Anyone listening, mm -hmm. please tell me if I'm like way off here. But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't know within what country necessarily it's from. But that right, is, yeah. Because that covers a wide kind of spectrum. So that's that's what I think. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing Budapest because a movie theater in Budapest burned down in '98 while screening it. So sure, that's okay. just my guess. But yeah, it's it's Cyrillic. So it's a, Hungarian um, film of some sort, perhaps. One of our five yeah. listeners will correct me if yes. if they don't use Cyrillic there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but so it's credits over the like these well, like tell forest you, scenes with creepy singing. All, all I was gonna say was I know Romania does not, but um, I don't know. So anyway, well, that's a whole, maybe, I don't know. That's another, that's another kind of topic for that's a whole time. another topic for another podcast. We're not here to do languages. Um, yeah, no. Not tonight. Maybe another day. Maybe another time. Um, so the credits go over the forest scenes. There's like this creepy singing and the film is all grainy and dirty because it's supposed to be from like filmed in the late 70s. Yep. And like I think it came out in like early 80s, they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, and we open after the credits on an extreme close up of a little dog nose. All right. And then it zooms <laughs> out. And the little boy pets the dog, and it's being euthanized. Yeah, not the greatest way to start a movie. It's really sad. <laughs> um, and then the little boy, whose uh, whose name we learn later is Nathan, yeah. and his mom and his sister, Oralee, are driving home. I like that name, Oralee. Oralee, yeah. It sounds like a name you'd hear in like an Edgar Allan Poe story right it does it totally does my Annabelle dear love Lee. well there's yes, Annabelle yeah, Lee. the Annabelle Lee. yeah so orally my dear love my dear love the orally right, the orally like yeah that's quote funny. the raven orally right right <laughs> um so they're driving home and the boy nathan asks his mom if the dog maxine yes. is the dog's name right, right. is in heaven now and mom tells him no because she was bad <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but whatever. And then there's this weird moment where the driver's seat is empty and the older sister's face is bloody, and it's yeah. just like out of nowhere. And then we're on to the next thing. I I, I kind of love just those random scenes of what is going on, though. I I, I like. Yeah, that. there's so throughout the movie, and I won't, I will, I will not tell you everyone because there's too many. It would take us forever. But throughout the movie, there are these um, flash cuts subliminal images. of other of other scenes mm -hmm. um like there's a man and a woman you keep seeing who are like okay i naked am still, and in a I'm room still together to, it looks like they're in like a shower room yeah and, and I it looks still, like i feel like they're trapped there i can't i still don't know what that's about and i, I don't know what all that's about yeah but, you know, I, but there's again, all these different to. like yeah and there's like well, we'll talk about, there's one that did like, that I was like, oh, that's creepy that we'll, I'll tell you about when we get there. Um, but so after this scene, the kid has a little, um, a nightmare and he sees this like Baphomet statue in it. Yeah. I don't, it's not doing the thing though. It's I was just doing, doing what Baphomet thing. does. Though, yeah. yeah. It's not doing the thing. Or is it um, like I can't this? Get my... 
It, it might be the like fingers. my pinky doesn't want to go down. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's it. Yeah. Um. Oh God, we're so evil, and it's like now, if, not, not sorry, guys. Con- if you're not watching the video, we're trying to do the fingers that Baphomet does. Not that this- I'm condoning <laughs> the satanic religion. I'm just pointing no. out. Yeah. Well, although to, I mean the 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 satanic church church of, uh, is really like more about about like. Well, trying to, yeah, they're not really Satanists, like in the way that you think of anyways, anyways. Um, so he has this nightmare of the Baphomet, Baphomet statue and the sister like wakes him up and they're in a tent. And I swear to God, like for like 10 minutes of this movie, I was like, do they just live in a tent now? What happened to the mom? Like they just live in a tent. I think they're actually, I think they're actually, she has taken him camping because he's having these nightmares about the dog being in hell. Right. And he's gotten that idea in his head. And she is trying to take him to rescue Maxine from hell so that to, he will feel better about it. To dig the pit to hell. Exactly. That's right. Right. So so at first, though, for a while of the movie, I was like, do they live in a tent? <laughs> what the hell is going what on What is happening here? with these people? Yeah. yeah, I was like, what is happening? Because the cut was just so... There was no setup to them, like, mm-hmm. being in the tent. It was weird. But um, but anyways, they do not live in the tent. They are just camping to go dig a pit to hell and save Maxine. You know, what any brother and sister, you know, spend their time doing, right? <laughs> yeah, and she's made this whole book, like, and she's, like, done drawings and, like, all these things, like, she went in. to, yeah, and she says that her friend gave it to her. And like, yeah, so he, he is, he's totally buys in and she's just doing it to try and like make him feel better. Right. Um, so they go into the woods and at the edge of the woods, they find this altar with photos and offerings. And the sister looks it up in her book, this book that she got from her friend. Right. And it, it says that the offerings and stuff are, are, um, for, protection but they're to keep the bad things not from getting in but from getting out of the forest and to enter the forest you have to make an offering of something very special to you so the little boy nathan takes out maxine's collar and he holds it for a minute it's very sweet right and then i'm gonna cry a little bit okay okay no i'm not i'm okay i'm okay i'm not gonna cry just the sad dog part. I know. We have no to get past the sad part. dog part. So he puts like the collar down on the ground um, at the altar. And and then we see the sign above the altar that's like a sign for suicide prevention. So. Which well, is I, like, okay, so people kill themselves in this woods. Okay, so this is the part I love about this. Are you familiar, familiar with the suicide forest in Japan? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's a nod to that because I it, think it, it is. Anyone who doesn't know what well, we're talking about, it was called the the Agora or the Ag something forest. I can't remember what it's called. It, it's by it's it's right near the foot of Mount Fuji, I think. And don't ask me why. No one knows what it is, but there's something about this forest. People routinely, regularly go to this forest to commit suicide. Like this is yeah. not made up. They find bodies all the time. Well, there was that I. Is it the brothers who have the YouTube channel and they like went to it and they were like, 
they were like joking oh, about it and they went this. and they actually saw bodies there and were like oh yeah i heard i, I haven't seen that but i think i've heard shit. about that so yeah no this is legit this is a real like yeah, suicide forest yeah it really happens yep. there and happens so i think time. this is an odd to it and i think we'll see more of that nod later when they mm-hmm. when they meet the japanese man who comes that into the forest. was weird yes so yeah so they they have the sign about suicide french and they go the little boy goes to pee. He goes to pee a lot in this movie. Maybe he's um, saying, got to stay hydrated, you know? Actually, I think he only does twice, but still, that's a lot for a movie <laughs> gotta stay where hydrated. in most movies, yeah. nobody ever pees. And that first shot is like from him looking down. I don't need that shot, by the way. <laughs> of like, the little stream. Yeah, I, I, really, I really don't need to see. The, <laughs> I forgot about that for I, a second. I, I don't need the POV shot of someone going to the bathroom. I really don't need that. But anyway. No, I don't need it. Yeah, that, that was he, unnecessary. <laughs> but while he's looking down at his own pee, yeah. he sees a carved branch on the ground that says, no one here gets out alive. Great line by um, The Doors. I might want to add in there one of my favorite bands. Yeah. No one, yep. No one here gets out go. alive. There you go. So it's from The Doors. So that's a nod, five too. Five to one, nine and five. No one here gets out alive. Just I'm just saying, I, I just I, I love The Doors, so I wanted to. <laughs> and maybe these filmmakers do, too, so they threw that in there. You I, know? That might be. That yep. may well be another nod. There you go. Um, so he recites this biblical passage for his sister. She asks him to, to recite for her. And it's about, and she tells him, you know, well, this is the forest where the devil landed when he was cast out of heaven. And at the center, we'll find the entrance to hell. So they get to the center and there's this like bunch of dead piled up branches and they like pull them all up and then they set up their tent nearby and they form a star with rope. And it's like set an up archaeological site or something. Yeah, and <laughs> they set up things from different religions. So they have like a Mother Mary, they have a Buddha, they mm-hmm. have a menorah, they have uh, I don't know if it's Kali or somebody else, but they have some Hindu sta- god statue, and they have um, oh, what's the fifth one? I don't even remember. Oh, they have a, a crescent moon. Okay. They have a crescent moon is the fifth one, and so. I can't believe I almost forgot that one. I'm like wearing my moons today. Come on. Um, and so they set up those five things and then they like pray for protection. Right. They have this prayer that's like a little, a little thing they recite and they start digging. And the sister points out this stop motion squirrel. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, I like and that. And she tells Nathan it's a that, demon. That was, if you know what? And it's like, it's really like if jerky, I, jerky. If I saw a squirrel acting in stop motion, I might think it's a demon too. Quite frankly, yeah, that's, I might be like that thing bit, is possessed. That, thing, that would be a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really kind of a funny moment to it be honest. Is. It like is. it's pretty funny. It was. Funny. Um, and they and she says we have to cast it out. And so they pick up these sticks and they run after it to cast it out. And it's kind of fun. Um. But there's a shot where you see that there's a corpse right on the other side of the tree. Oh, I love that. From that where they're great. running around chasing this that was, squirrel. That was great. Yeah. So it's like they're having this fun moment where she's like trying to make this whole thing fun for him and like make it a good experience for him. And there's this corpse. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Well, it's like it's funny because it's like she's doing all this as like, you know, making this up for lack of a better word. And the reality mm-hmm. is like, Oh man, there's a dead person right there. Actually. Right, there's so. really a dead person right there. So you're Ooh. already getting like ideas of like, I mean, if you didn't already get the idea from the title, 
the the deadliest film in the the world that's right yeah the deadliest film ever made and if you didn't already get the idea from the warning you might get the idea now when you see the dead person on the other side of the tree that things aren't great in this movie (laughs) they're not gonna go well so they dig some more and we see something like just peek out from behind a tree just a little but only nathan sees it orly doesn't um and then they stop to eat their lunch and they're sitting out there eating like overlooking another part of the forest and this man walks up to the part of the forest they're overlooking and he just strips to his boxers and he starts to commit seppuku yeah sure does and nathan yells (laughs) So he stops and he starts crying and yelling in Japanese. And the man just grabs all his stuff and says, I'm sorry. And then walks away. So this is, this is where I think what we were talking about earlier with, it's definitely got to be a nod to that. Yeah. Once, once I saw that part, that was that locked it in. I I knew, right. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. It's it's absolutely got to be a nod to that forest. Oh yeah. Um, so then they, they finish their lunch. They go back to digging. Um, and they find a pill bottle with some pills still in it and a revolver. Yep. Yep. And then Nathan sees like figures in the trees and he screams and Orly's like got the gun in her hand. She's like putting it down. And so when he screams, she like jerks and the gun goes off. Yeah. So that's just like a moment and it's kind of startling, but nothing really comes of that. It just happens. Um, And then they go to sleep in the tent that night and they they have this argument about him brushing his teeth and her washing her feet and her washing her feet yeah she wants him to brush his teeth and then he's like well your feet stink what does she say what is the word she She, adjective uses to describe his breath oh it was really funny i thought i thought it was really funny like it was horrendous or your your breath is um i forget it was funny i just i I don't yeah i don't remember what it was um but she she tricks him into brushing his teeth by telling him that that Cerberus guards the gates of hell yes, and that they, they don't want him to smell them coming. Like, so you this, need this, to go this, brush your teeth so he this, doesn't smell us. This girl is what? She's got to be all of what? 14 years old or something. She seems to, I, she's probably like 16 so? okay. or something. Yeah. She seems to have an awful lot of knowledge about the occult and the devil. Although, I'll tell you this. I'll tell although you that I will say, I will say, even if she is 16, what mother let her take her like seven year old brother out in the woods for days at a time? Maybe her mother's a raging alcoholic who has no, no. idea what's going on. No. no hashtag hashtag not a mother, but uh, if I was, I would not allow that. I don't know. But yeah, this, <laughs> that seems the, weird to me. This sister seems to know a lot about the, you know, the the evil world out there, that's for she sure. She definitely does. She has yeah. done her research for yes, this. She book. has. Yes, she has. So he goes outside and like wanders away to brush his teeth and he's like on the edge of a lake and he sees this boat on a lake with a gondolier for lack of a better word. He's like pole, a, a poleman. I don't that, know what it's called. So that, so that was totally the boatman for the river sticks. Oh right? yeah. It was Sharon. Yeah. That was, it awesome. was Sharon, the boatman for the river sticks. And there's like that. a naked woman that he's ferrying across, yep. Yep. across the lake. So it's, yeah, I, I made a note of that. I was like, that's gotta be Sharon. That's, that was very absolutely cool. a reference to Greek mythology. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So then that night, Nathan has another scary dream. 
and this is the part where I was like those cut those cut scenes. This was the one where I was like, that is creepy as all get out. In the middle of his dream, there's just a shot of a like demon face. Yeah. Really dark face in really dark background. You barely see it, but it's staring at you. It's like great. Through the camera Mm. for like 20 or 30 seconds. It goes on for a while. It just stares at you. And you're almost and wondering if, like, the movie you watched, like, froze for something, you know, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. No, but he's, like, staring at you. And yeah. um, my, my husband watched it with me, and we were both like, okay, that's creepy. Make, <laughs> like, make, that, make, yep, make that it worked. stop. <laughs> yeah, we're like, that worked. That's actually creepy. Make it stop. So in the morning, Nathan goes to pee again. I mean, I guess he pees, like, a normal amount. It's just that you don't normally see people peeing in movies. So it's a lot for a movie. They wanted to change it up. And he sees blood on, like, a log on the ground. And that's just, he just sees that. And then they go dig some more. And Oralee says, I love this. She says, or no, sorry, they're digging some more. And then they're sitting down taking a break. And he says, we're in the second layer because she's told him there's like five layers down to like hell or there's these layers in hell and like the fifth layer is where Cerebus is. And he says to her, we're in the second layer. And she says, how do you know? And mm. he says, because they scratched me. And he shows her oh, his right. arm. Right. So if they are digging their way to hell, apparently they are now in the second layer. So they're either they, going to get to hell or to China, one of the, the one, one, of <laughs> one or the other. Yep. One, whichever comes first. That's right. Um, so they walk along and they're calling for Maxine. And Orly has, has secretly taken the dog collar from when he put it down. And she tries to hide it along the trail while they're stopped. But Nathan won't go that way. He Like the trail forks, so he wants to go the other way. So she grabs it and hides it again and follows him the other way. And they find this old car... And then they're like, it's like a whole junkyard with a few sheds. And there's these two guys. And one of them. Keep going. Keep going. One of them is like gutting a deer or whatever. And there's like the, there's the Baphomet statue and it's like got a fire under it. What's well, it? It's, well, we'll talk about what, what one... it is. It's not just a statue. It's, it's. Well, yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah. So, but the other guy. Oh my god! He's, so this is this is my yeah. Can I just ask? Can <laughs> yeah, I just, just do it. <laughs> all right. He's obviously having sex with something dead. And is it a right. dog? Is is he having I, sex with a with a goat? Is it a deer? I believe that it is a dead deer. But he's like he's my whole thing about that scene is rutting. You know what? He is rutting with a dead deer. I like that. That's good. You know what? If you want to, you know, get your bug out with whoever or whatever, that's that's your business. I'm just curious as to what the animal actually was. That's all I'm at. That's all I'm asking. Other than that, I, I don't really care. I was a little disturbed by this. Like I it was, was like, oh, this is. But it, but I mean, it's it's kind okay. of per- it's kind of perfect to put in the movie, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. if if you want the movie to be like, it's creepy, that and works. then so then the other guy, you know, there's the statue and it's got a fire under it, and you realize like there's something or someone inside the statue. You can hear it moving around in there, so mm-hmm. it's like a. It's like a an oven. So what do they call that? I think it's a torture device. It's called like a bronze bull, I think is what it's called. I don't know. Yeah. It's an old medieval Greek torture device, I think. I just thought of it as an yeah. oven. Yep. Well, that's basically what, that's, <laughs> like that's what it is. Oven. And they would build it in the shape of a bull, 
and they would heat it from the bottom like that, and they would put okay. people in it, and they would basically you would they would roast you to death, is how it would work. It's a pretty well. Awful, that's awesome. It's a pretty awful way to die. So there's another another reference, I guess, mm-hmm. like another historical reference. Yes. Um. So. By the way, if you guys want to talk about torture devices, we can have a whole show dedicated to that sometime. So, just saying. We. That's true. We could. I'm more than happy to. I'll, we could I'll put, toge- I'll, I'll put together a slideshow presentation for you of the, <laughs> uh, of the torture chamber that I visited in Europe. I'd be happy to talk about it. I so. went to the <laughs> London Dungeon. Awful. Oh, I want to go there. Um, but it, it's funny. My husband took me when we got in, when we got um, married. We went to London for our honeymoon, and he took me there. And he remembered it. Tower as this of London. Tower of London? Yeah, we went to yeah. the, we went to the Tower of London, oh, we went, but but there. London Dungeon is separate, like it's okay. its own thing. Okay. So I think it's right there though, but it's yeah. London Dungeon. We went there, and he remembered it as like just very like museum-y. and it has all the torture devices and all these different things. When we went to it, it was now this like weird Disney thing. Like, oh, it was so not stupid. Disney officially, but it was, like, weird Disney-fied, like, right, right. you go on a little boat ride, and they tell scary. you the story of Jack the Ripper, and it's, like, very dramatic, and we were like, oh, this sucks. Fights? There was, like, yeah, there was, like, one room where they had, like, the torture devices, and that was it. Like, everything else was, like, ridiculous. See, Anyways. I hate when they... I hate when they- Build it up like that, and then it's just such. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it was sad. So, anyways, okay. So they they run away from the junkyard, and they run back to the tent. And Laura Lee is like grabbing their stuff. We're out of here. I would have been. Yeah, she's like, we're going. And Nathan won't do it. He's like, we can't leave without her. Like he doesn't want to leave without his dog because he thinks that they're really in hell saving the dog. That's right. Which I don't know. Maybe they are, but she thinks they aren't. So then they. You get the shot of the sky above their clearing, and there's this mm-hmm. like dark cloud above it yeah, where that their was camp weird. is. It was cool though. Yeah, but it doesn't. Whoops! Make, doesn't it doesn't have anything sense. to do with anything. No, um, just... Sorry if you heard that. Whoops! But didn't see the. But didn't see. Aren't watching the YouTube. I hit my. I hit my pop filter on my mic. So hope you didn't all hear that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so there's this dark cloud. It kind of has nothing to do with anything, but it is sort of weird, creepy looking. It's yeah. And scary, then they're, scary images. they're running away. They like, they end up leaving the tent stuff and they're running away. And these dark figures are running alongside them and like behind them. It's, it's super creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get to the lake and Orly gets Nathan into the boat that he saw the night before. And she starts pulling them away from the shore. And then she's like pulling like crazy. And we hear a splash. So Nathan has either fallen or jumped out of the boat. And um, she goes into full on panic. Dives, yeah, point. she yeah. panics. She dives in to find him. She's like, keeps going under the water. She can't find him. She finally gets him. She pulls him out. She gets him back in the boat. And then they like. Can I just say how awful that scene would have been? They had like all those like winter like coats on. You know how awful that would have been to be soaking oh, yeah. ass wet in that. Uh, I just I couldn't help thinking yeah. about that when I saw that scene. Like, well, oh, that would have been awful. Oh, and my then God. they get they get out of the boat and they climb out of the river through these like tall reeds yeah. and they go back to their campsite. Right. Um, because they've left all their crap there. Right. And so now it's evening, and Nathan sees this like 
chain being pulled away across the ground and mm. he starts freaking out because he thinks it's it's Cerberus and he broke his chain right. and got because he's chained to the gates of hell at the fifth level but they're in the like second level or third level or something and I she, think we're on three at this point we might be on three at this point yeah I I forgot they they actually like tell you they, they, little book they have little... little chapter markings yeah of I like which that. level you're in but it's I like forget I think tale. we are in three now yeah that was cool I like that um, so he says, you know, he keeps insisting that he saw Cerberus and Oralee's like, no, I made up the whole story about going to hell to save Maxine because I thought it would help you feel better. Right. And she says her friend's name is Ike, who she said gave her the book. So she says, Ike didn't give me the book because he risen, isn't real. Not Ike Turner. Yeah. And no, not Ike Turner. <laughs> but she says he didn't give me the book because he isn't real. And Nathan says, but I met him. Yeah, you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and we see this flashback of Nathan meeting Ike behind the diner. And Ike is like, you can't see his face. So it's like this dark. When I saw that, I started thinking of the scariest scene ever for me is that scene from Mulholland Drive with the crazy homeless man that lives behind the diner. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, because this is behind the diner and they're at the dumpster. If you haven't seen that scene Watch it on YouTube at your own will, because it's a really good movie, by the way. Uh, that scene to this day will gives me nightmares. That man is the scariest man I've ever seen. That, and anyway, that's oh, it's such a I good started, movie. I started thinking about that scene and I got really scared. <laughs> I didn't want to see that. I get scared by this movie, the, no, sc- the no, deadliest film that, ever made. But I got scared by dude, thinking about another movie during go, this movie. Go and Google Man Behind Diner, Mulholland Drive on YouTube and get ready or to be... Or just watch the movie because it's a really good movie. I'm not going to comment on the movie, but we're going to move on. Ah, moving on. Matt has thoughts. <laughs> but it's not a horror movie, so we're not talking about them right David now. David Lynch, I love you most of the time. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> so, so we have the flashback of Nathan meeting Ike behind the diner. He says, he showed me things. And Orly says, well, what did he show you? He says that you would try and trick me. So he knows that she was going to try and trick him with Maxine's collar. And then they hear this big dog or beast of some sort beast. outside the tent. Beast. And they run. They like zoom out of the tent. They like get up in a tree. Blair Witch scene. They just blast out of the tent, right? Yeah. 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 And Orly's got the gun with her, but then she drops it and it goes off. Yeah. And the beast goes away. So... I like how this gun has gone off twice on accident. My goodness. Yeah, right? twice on accident, never on purpose. <laughs> yeah, right? What's up with this gun? I don't know. About I mean, we've got we've got Nathan peeing twice in the woods, and we've got the gun going off twice for no reason. So yeah, there we go. Um, so then they have this flashback to a family picnic with Maxine. There, there's no father. I guess he's just not in the picture. It's, it's mom, it's the two kids, day, and Maxine, and they're having fun, and they're having fun, <laughs> and then Maxine bites Nathan's arm. Sure does. Which I don't know if that's like real and that's why the mom said that Maxine was a bad dog yeah, or if that's just another one of these like weird. I couldn't figure that out. Interludes. I don't know. So they are up in the woods. I mean, up in the tree. And um, I mean, they're still in the woods too, but yes. they're up in the tree. And in the woods, in the tree. The creepy guys from the junkyard come. And they're going through the campsite and Orly and Nathan try to like sneak out of the tree on the other side and get away, but they get captured. And this is again, like, so she's dropped the gun and she's thinking about going for it. And then we hear a gun go off. 
Well, that was that cool. I like that scene because remember, everything's moving kind of slowly, and you're only seeing tight shots. Yeah. And then you see she turns to look for him, and he's standing there, like trying to face down these two guys. And you're like, oh, whoa, right. What he's is this standing kid, there. What is this kid doing? Yeah. And the guy shoots. Yeah. And it looks like he falls. It looks like he shot him. But then later on, so they get captured. But later on, it doesn't seem like he's actually yeah, been shot. Yeah, you're not sure what happened there, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have actually been no, shot. But doesn't, doesn't So this seem. is the third time a gun has gone off yeah, without exactly. anything happening. Right. <laughs> so Getting pretty lucky. Guns in this movie, not as deadly as you would suspect, especially no. for the deadliest movie ever made. Ooh, that's a very good point. <laughs> deadliest movie ever made, no guns are actually no deadly. No injuries from guns. No gun injuries, despite three gunshots. Right. Um, so they get captured. Orly wakes up in this like makeshift cage, and the first it, thing she sees like is chicken, human bones. It's like a chicken coop or something. Well, it's like yeah. no, it's like a, it's like a, it it's like almost... a kitchen butcher block type thing, like yeah. with like a kitchen, but then it has chicken wire around it. Mm, okay. It's like a little table that they put her underneath and then there's chicken wire around it to keep her in. Um, and then he's in like a bird cage or something. It's, it's it's hanging. It's almost like one of those. It's almost like a big bird cage. <sighs> what were the names of the cages? Not quite the cages they used to use in the Middle Ages for highwaymen. Uh, and they'd catch you and if you were robbing them, they'd put you in a cage and hang you there and you would just die in a cage basically. But that's not yeah. really... But, but it on. looks, but it, it honest to God, I thought it was a, like, I was like, that yeah. looks like a big bird, like That's a bird cage like. for a large bird. Right, right. So, so yeah, she's, she's um, in one cage. He's in the other. One of the guys, the guy who was rutting with the deer earlier. Yes, yes. Um, is like grabbing at her and he takes her jacket and he puts it inside the statue oven. <laughs> the yep. the yep. Baphomet yep. oven. Yep. And then he grabs Nathan and he puts him inside too. Yeah. And you're like, and, oh, damn. Uh, yeah. It's like, you're Ooh, like, oh, like, wait, they actually let that happen. Yeah. They're, like, they're, they're, they're doing this. They right. didn't, they're not pulling punches here. No, they put a, a child inside this thing. Yes. But Orly breaks out. She goes nuts. She's busting. Oh, and this is actually, we do finally get some, some deadly gunshots here. The first three gunshots, yeah. not deadly. So That's she right. breaks out. She grabs the gun. The gun that was the guy, their gun, not her gun, because her gun's still on the forest floor. It was, a, it was a, it was a shotgun, right, or a rifle, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it's still a big. I think it's, it's a big pistol. I think okay. he, they had both. I think okay. they had both, but I think she grabs the handgun. Okay. Um, she shoots one guy, and then she gets Nathan out of the oven. She tells him to run, and she shoots the other guy. And they they get in the car and they try to drive away, but they just like die too quick. Yeah, I love that. That was so strange to me. Yeah. It was so funny. It was weird. And she goes and checks the checks the like truck that they're in, and they're they're just dead. So they're like dead. they yeah. they try to get away, and they just like drive into a a big shed, and then she they're like dead. looks, and they're dead. Yeah. So Nathan has run away like she told him to, and he and Orly end up separated. So Nathan sits down in the woods and he just starts crying. Yeah, I mean, I probably would too. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, he's like a seven-year-old kid here. Yeah. He's he's oh, like a little kid. A grown man, I would have started crying. If yeah, I, I probably would too at that point. Kidding me? Um, I Lord. okay, probably. Who am I kidding? I would have been crying like already. Slightly terrifying. This whole time, I'd be screaming and crying. So then he hears a dog whine and he goes to look for it, 
and he sees the Cerberus chain. <laughs> and he, like, follows it. And it's a husky that's been caught in a trap, in a bear trap. I don't care so, for the meat. Uh, I don't care for the mean things being done to dogs in this movie. No, I really don't love it. So, but but okay. he does free the husky. So the, yeah, the, yeah, the dog's fine, right? And it runs off, and Nathan looks up and smiles. <laughs> and then we see the words, the end. But. And then. <laughs> and but wait. Then, but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> and then Orly is running through the woods calling for Nathan. And she's suddenly, like, surrounded by demons in the woods. Mm -hmm. So she gets back to the tent, but he isn't there. She goes in. Or no, first she throws all the religious statues and things and her book into the pit that they dug. She, like, rips the book up. She throws it into the pit. She burns it all. And then she sits in the tent alone. And she's she's still got the gun. Mm -hmm. And she hears a chain sound outside. Yep. And she starts calling out for Nathan, but there's no answer. And then she raises the revolver and we see Nathan walking back, holding the trap and chain. So that's the chain sound she's hearing. And then we see him walking back and the gun goes off. Mm -hmm. Requisite demon face. Yes, we love it. And then we see the sign, the, the... Words, you have just watched Antrim in its entirety. Right. And then we go back to the documentary framing device, and they talk about the, like, voiceover talks about the film having binaural beats to, like, make you feel antsy. So binaural beats, if you don't know, are, like, when they have these, like, these, not drum beats, but, like, sound that they play in your headphones. It really, it really works with headphones only and or, like, surround sound. And they play one in one ear and one in another ear. And it's supposed to like either make you calmer or make you feel anxious or make you energized. And so this was to make it anxious. And then she talks about the sigils that you see throughout the movie that they look like they're scratched into the film, but they're actually like on clear plastic and frames over certain frames of the film. And they, they show were it. showing that. Yeah. And they're cutting it up in the old days of how you actually edit a film. Yes. Yeah. The old days of film. That was so with cool. Real film. And they have the, uh, you know, so-called, um, what is he? He's not a demonologist, but he's some guy. He's supposed to be, be a professor of the occult or something. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was great. So, okay. So that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. What did you think overall <laughs> about the movie, right. about <laughs> everything? Everything over? Okay. So I like all the ideas put into this. This is something that I love a good kind of, like, we want to make this scary movie, but we also have this cool idea to make this um, mockumentary film inside yeah. a film kind of yeah. thing. So, like, one of my, you know, I, I tell everybody, one of my favorite movies ever is Blair Witch Project. And yep. if anyone saw the um, Curse of the Blair Witch, which is like a faux documentary, that they released it on sci-fi before yeah. the movie came out. I love that. I thought that was, that was so, good. so good. So this is the same kind of vein, I feel like, where they're mm-hmm. kind of trying to come up with this thing where let's not just make the movie, let's make it this, this piece about it. So 
I appreciate, now I didn't find a lot of it scary, and I love anything to do with Satan and the devil. That's my favorite kind of horror topic, really. Yeah. But I think they did a lot of work. I think they did a really good job of putting it together, and, you know, they, they, they tried to shoot a movie that looked like it was in the 70s. That takes a lot of work. Yes. It takes wardrobe. I it agree. Takes shooting things a certain way. It takes a lot of stuff in the editing to make it look like that. Mm-hmm. The leg work, the leg work to make a faux documentary of people who, you know, some of those people may have been just their friends. They could have been actors. I don't know, but they. I were, think I think they might have been what they said they were. And that too, they may have actually been those people playing that role. Of course, that, that's very possible. I don't know the intro, the whole detail of that. It did say that those people played themselves. Okay, wow, awesome. I don't even know. So I don't know if they that's actually cool. were. A filmmaker and they actually were an occult okay. specialist but they actually were they were just playing themselves so that's awesome i think that's so cool they did that that takes a lot of work and a lot of that is like homages to stuff i think we mentioned a couple of things we saw in there um so i i give them tons of credit and kudos for putting that together because yeah that's hard to do that's just a lot of research and a lot of detailed stuff to do the plot with the movie, I'm kind of like not so sure of. I didn't really frighten me very much, mm-hmm. um, but I love the idea and I love the story of it. Um, so I give them lots of credit for doing it. I thought that was very cool. See, um, and yeah, I so think, well done in that respect. I think I might be the opposite because I loved the actual movie itself, and I okay. thought it could have just stood alone. I and thought it, it was probably, a really cool idea. Probably can, but would it work in that it's you know would it work as the scariest movie? You know, would it what would it be on its own? Well, but I don't, I don't, I don't think, know. It I would... think it would just be a movie. I mean, yeah. like they could have done it even in seventies style, like the way that um, the way that they did uh, the house. Uh, why am house? I saying this? House of Hell, Hell House, the eighties mm. movie that Ty West did. Oh, we reviewed House of the Devil. Yeah, House of the Devil. Thank you. Right. Woo, my brain. So that, that, they could have example. done it like the House of the Devil and just made yes. it this like 70s style movie and done everything totally 70s style. I would have bought it. I would have bought in. I didn't need the framing. I felt like mm-hmm. the framing was overkill. Okay. I felt like it's God just, loved it's, the people in it. They're They're real people and I get that, but they were not believable because they're not actors. Like, which to one extent is maybe the point. I don't know. It, it maybe yeah, doesn't I work. mean, maybe, maybe it it's the point, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy them anything they were, I didn't buy anything they were saying. I was just like, okay, I, I see what you're doing here, but it didn't set it up well enough for me to be worth okay. the extra legwork. Sure. Although I, I could definitely see that as a whole idea for another movie of like the scariest yeah. movie ever made and like having this this documentary about this scariest movie ever made. But also I feel like it set it up to be like this, this deadly movie and this scary movie and it should be this really horrifying thing. Yeah. And that's not what the movie was. Okay. So I would buy the movie standing alone without the, without the documentary framing device. So my advice would be, I would tell people. Now I had no idea. Cool. Watch it. But just you know that you're going to have to like get through that first 10 minutes or 15 minutes of documentary before you get to the good stuff. Okay. I think that's a good observation. So what I will say is um, I will give the shout out. This was not a recommendation per se, but I'll oh, give yeah. the shout out to my brother-in-law, Nick, 
he's the one that uh, sent me the text message like, hey, you ever heard of this movie? Yay, and I Nick, was like, thank you. I was like, okay, yeah, Satan, so I'm in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I actually had no idea that it was this like documentary, then a movie inside a thing. I didn't actually know yeah. that until I turned it on. So yeah, um, maybe a killing two birds with one stone, maybe too much ambition. You know, like we yeah. have this idea, let's give it a shot. Maybe it didn't. You know, I know it, it works, like you said. Um, maybe yeah. It I definitely give them props for like everything they did. That's I just that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, don't yeah. know if this the uh, that second layer was necessary. Sure. I yeah. liked the movie itself enough. Here, here's the question: Could you ever, years and years from now, is this even possible? Could you go back and watch it? And like fast forward the intro and then just watch the movie and by itself. And could you get yourself in that headspace or is that impossible at this point to watch it? You know what I mean? Just to rethink it, to watch it again, like fresh without the other stuff. I think I could. I I mean, honestly, now now that you've already seen it, like that would be hard. Even when I watched it, I was able to do that. Like I was able to separate the movie from the documentary surrounding it. And I really liked the movie itself. I liked the movie of Antrim. I just didn't find value for me in the documentary part and they're from far as being scary there were parts that i found scary um but overall um you know and i think there's something interesting about i mean you know all these movies talk about the occult and the the steps that go into these things and i mean there's a lot more to it um i mean i've read a lot of stuff about it and it's kind of stuff that they talk about but it's also kind of stuff you don't really want to mess around with because you could have Bad things could happen to you. Um, you. You just don't know. You just yeah, never know. And they, they kind of just like make light of it sometimes. But yeah, I, I, I think they, these are obviously two people that are I think, fans of this stuff. Yeah. They, they have a good understanding of it. And I'd like to see what else they do. And I, what Definitely. I read, one, I, I also read that this movie became something that wasn't, it became like a film that was circulated on the inside. Like it was a film for people in the biz. Yeah, that's the people that I, saw okay. this movie, and it it went around in that circle before ever it went to the public. Apparently, ah, okay. It really wasn't like a here's the movie for the world. It was like here it is at a, at a festival, and then people started to watch it and give it to their filmmaker friend right, or their right. sound guy friend or whatever. Then it kind of became, I don't know if the word is mainstream. I don't know if it ever was mainstream. But yeah, the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, I guess, is where this thing made its mark. Okay, so it, and that's it is, we yeah. should mention that the writer directors are David Amito, who's who's primarily, it looks like an actor, and Michael, I'm going to butcher his name probably, but Lysini? Lysini? Okay. Oh, Lysini, um, maybe. Lysini, it's yeah. L-A-I-C-I-N-I. So, okay, we'll go with not Lysini. exactly sure, but... And we're sorry we got your name wrong. Yeah, we're um, sorry we got if we got your name wrong. Um, but we like your movie, yeah. But no, we do I mean, enjoy your movie. I, I thought, yeah, no, well done. And you... I also thought, I have to say this, that little boy and the young girl were great yeah they were good thought they were they are solid actors at their age that's hard and they were good i like one thing i liked also was they really i like the scene where they go into the shed and that shed is enormous and the guy with the horns a weird dude he's kind of walks they follow him all the way through that shed so yes, it, yes. It, it and he's like me. picking things up and putting them uh-huh. down and like it, smiling. Yeah, that was a great creepy. following tracking shot. It reminded me of the scene in House of a Thousand Corpses when they, the police open the gate and they find the cheerleaders in there. Mm-hmm. But more, it was this great following scene that goes on. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, that had to have been a shed somewhere. That's impossible 
to have set decorated that shed because there was so much crap in that shed. There There's no so way they built that had to have been like their, their uncle's farm somewhere. You know I what I mean? I feel like they had to have seen that and been like, oh, oh we got to do a shot with all this yes. shit. Like, it, it, right. we just, right. That, 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 onset that's how, inspiration, right? That's how my mind would have worked. It would have been like, yeah, this, we have to use this somehow. Yeah. And I mean, those hillbillies were perfect. They were great. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. They were good, yeah. too. They were they worked, creepy. It worked really well. It was small. I'm guessing this was a very low budget because it has really only four people in it. And there's no set. It's all, they're, they're out in the woods yeah. somewhere. And then they're not using any lighting, really, I don't think. So, um, I don't know what cameras they use. Not I don't much. know technical stuff. I don't stuff. think they're using much lighting. I can't imagine, you know, maybe a couple of reflectors or some lights here or there, Which but nothing's No, they have to have been using some, though, because if they weren't, then, like, they they couldn't have shot the whole day. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it, I don't it's know how they could do that and only shoot, you know, when the sun was low. It's possible. And I don't know that what time. That would be, like, insane. But, yeah, I'm guessing they found a public place or some land that someone owned or did it somewhere like that is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm assuming it wasn't for much money. So I'm assuming a lot yeah. of, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like a bottle episode on a TV show where like almost all of it was just in a park. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah. So for me, the whole thing about it is it's an outdoor I mean, bottle episode. I always want to know the technical stuff of that's, that's what I, that's my mm-hmm. first love in a movie, but now you, we've done this stuff too, where it's, to see something like that, I'm very curious about how that was made because um, I'm guessing there wasn't a $20 million budget attached to this. No, I'm guessing it was not so, a great big budget. But to be no. honest, like they did well with what they had. I mean, they, sure. did, they did really well. They did I'm nice, curious to see some what else... nice shots, like yeah, yeah. some interesting compositions. I mean, the, the fonts, you know, the Cyrillic is really cool. It's, you know, the old yep. 70s style, though. Yep. I mean, the, the editing... Was probably uh, took and some the, time to do. The shooting, to me at least, seemed accurate to '70s style too. Like mm-hmm. it, di- it didn't feel like, oh, this is too modern. Like too, the and, cutting, and right, the cutting is too fast. Like because '70s movies, they cut a little slower. They didn't like the, the, the super whip zooms and all that. Stuff. Yeah, but they weren't like where... they weren't like editing as to as fast a pace. And that's where the craft, and that's where the, yeah, the mm-hmm. whole. That's where it's actually harder to make that movie because you have to yep. really go to something you haven't done and no one has done in a very long time. Yeah. So and you was... have to know your source material to like yes, yes, to like do. mimic it properly, you not I nail mean, it. or yeah. riff on it really. Yeah, you do, and I love doing old. You know, trying to use. I mean, if I. I have old camcorders here. I have old DV court, you know, and I would love to incorporate them into some piece again, just to use them as mm-hmm. just for that reason to show yeah. some older style. I mean, that's, that's, that to me is such a cool way to do that. I mean, I guess, I don't know. They could have used a great RE 4k camera for all I know. You know, I don't know what they use, but yeah, I mean, technically wise, that stuff is cool. That's interesting. So for me, I'm sold on that part of it, but I mean, yeah. it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad movie though. So. No, yeah. I thought it was a cool movie. And I honestly st- thought the still... idea was really cool. It was, yeah. it felt like a seventies movie in the mm-hmm. in the Definitely. content too. Yeah, and I'm still alive. And, but I'm still alive. I, did I not do. Die. I have a complaint. I have a complaint. I so watched what? the deadliest movie or, ever, made and I'm still alive. <laughs> or we're gonna blow everyone's minds here real quick. Maybe you and I are dead, and we don't know it, and we're recording this right now. Or maybe we're dead and we do know it, but you all don't know it. That's even crazier. It's yeah. 
possible? We've just really gone off the deep end now. That we are podcasting from beyond the grave. Well, you know, they say <laughs> some people die. When they die, they're in limbo. They don't know where they're going. They don't know if they're here or there. So That's true. We, we might wait, be there. You never know. Wait, Matt. Hmm. Do you remember doing anything other than podcasting? Hmm. I can't recall. Huh. <laughs> I don't know something. the last time I've peed. Well, much if, if you, unlike if you, Nathan, who knows say, the last were, time he peed. Yeah, if you were in that movie, you would you'd be he very always aware. knows. <laughs> you'd be very aware of that. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, so no, job well done. I, I'd like to see what else these guys do if they do scary stuff again. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think. I think I would be interested in seeing their future work. I think this movie had a lot of, a lot, it showed a lot of promise as filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting and cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely different. Um, you know, found foot, you know, look for me, I'll mention it again. Sorry. You know, the found <laughs> footage movie begins and ends with, well, it really is Blair Witch, but there's a movie out there we should actually talk about called The Last Broadcast. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Oh, I don't think I have yet. Mm, I've heard of it though. Five, 90s, it's before Blair Witch. It, that really is the first found footage movie. That's worth seeing. Um, it's very good. That's the first one. Very good. And then Blair Witch is really the fan. And then, of course, everyone tried to do it afterwards. So yeah, I don't know we'll if this definitely cons- have to put that on our list then. I don't know if you consider this a found footage movie. I guess you do. I but, mean, kind of, except that they show yeah. you the whole movie all together. Right. Like, it wasn't like they found footage and created a. It's a found movie. Yeah. It's, I would call it a. Lost movie. Lost movie. Oh, and I also love found footage. It would be lost movie. (laughs) I do love all the found movie. Lost and found. I do love all (laughs) the occult the occult stuff. So I did like I did love the end when that professor, if he really is. I love listening to sigils. I I love him. I love listening to that kind of stuff. So for me, I I loved the ending of it. That was Yeah, I mean (laughs) to be honest, I liked the ending documentary part better than the beginning documentary part. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Much better, I think so. More, more, I, more, I, more to yeah. more to take in. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I thought I think, it was more. It was wanted. more interesting. It talked about a lot of really interesting stuff, like the, the um. Oh God, I already said it. The binaural beats and mm-hmm. the sigils and stuff. Like, I thought that was more interesting than the people talking about like what happened to people when they saw it. Which well, I, I get that why was, that was yeah. why they what they started with. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. It didn't grab me like I feel like it should have. I guess that was on purpose. They want you to watch it first, then bring it up. So that makes sense. I right, suppose. right. Yeah. 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 I think they did it on purpose that way. I just, that opening didn't grab me. So if you're looking for anything to do in your next free weekend, head out into the woods and start digging a hole to hell. Give us a call. I'll join you. Yeah. Dig- well, I don't know if I'll join you. Oh, I'll join you. Why not? Let's go. Yeah. Matt will record it. I'll stay at <laughs> home and edit. <laughs> You can add in those um, subliminal shots of... Yeah, um, I'll know, stay at home and edit the video the after yeah. Matt's dead and they find the footage. So, two questions. <gasps> One, I don't have the answer for. I want to know who the two people in that bath or that shower room were. We're never going to have to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, that one is weird. Like, And they kept cutting to them multiple times. And that I was, don't know what was going on Maybe that was some sort of repressed dream one of the kids was having or something. But I don't know if that makes any sense. Because at one point, it looked like the woman was attacking the man. At another mm, point, it looked like they were comforting each other. But they, I, I felt, I got this feeling like they were prisoners. It sounds, seemed like it, right? Yeah. Right and like yeah, maybe I don't know, it was, it was really maybe it was two, maybe it was two people that those uh, crazies had held up. <gasps> maybe that's a possibility. It's a thought. Who knows? We're never gonna. That was that's put in there to 
for we us to may have, never know. Well, it's put in there for us to have the exact conversation we're having right now. That's the, that's the genius right. of it. And my last question was, is, okay, which is scarier, the the devil face in that movie or uh, Pazuzu, the face you see in The Exorcist that keeps flashing? Because that exorcist face is some scary, scary stuff. I don't but, know. Oh, I don't, I like don't that feel face. like I can make that decision. That's a nightmare face if, if there ever was one. They're both <sighs> scary. Although I will, I mean, I will say that that 30, 20 or 30 second demon face wigged me out. Because it held it for so long. That it was what was disturbing. Yeah, and it wasn't even the face itself. It was that it just stared at you I know silently, I didn't like it I know right in the eyes it was creepy. and it went on and on and on and on and it just kept going on and it just kept staring <laughs> yep. at you that was creepy I, I'm 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 done with um, this let's let's keep going so I don't know can we play can we play who in this movie would you be I don't know if we can almost play that game today. Oh, I'm going to tell you who I wouldn't be I wouldn't be either one of those dudes okay <laughs> no, I'll tell you that right now I would not be one of those I'm dudes I'm going to tell you that right now I, mean, I, I honestly, I probably would have been the sister. Yeah, you can't really say. There's, I mean, there's, there's really no character there's you can no, relate to. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, there's, 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 there's really no characters. The so. yelling Japanese guy. I mean, there's I mean, no, there's oh, not you know many what? characters. I know. I'd like to be the guy at his desk at the beginning in, in, in the interview part that, that says he's like the fan oh. of the movie. I want to be that guy. Oh, okay. Wait, if guy. we can be, be them, guy. then I want to be the occult um, specialist. I want to be I, the person who knows I all the be occult him. shit. I want to be him too, actually. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. You picked yours. <laughs> I get him. I'd like to be both of them if I could. Yeah. Yep. They were good. Yeah, were I want to be the occult like specialist. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to be a professor of like some Ooh. sort of anthropology or something. That's Sorry, fascinating. Sorry, my stuff. desk got bumped by a dog. That's right. I think my light is dying on <laughs> us as well. Oh, I'd oh, love. No. I mean, th- that kind of anthropology, um, you know, folklore stuff. I, I love, love that kind of stuff. That's fascinating stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. Well, I think that about covers this movie. <laughs> I, think I think we've we spoiled everything. everything we possibly could. So now you don't even need to watch so, it. Yeah, but do, because it's actually good. I it mean, is good. Yeah, I like it. Even if you're not into the like documentary part in the beginning like I wasn't, I say keep watching because it's, it is a really interesting movie. It's different. So, okay, guys, you know what I'm going to say now. Please, guys, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever Ooh. the hell you're listening so people can find us. We need your help. We're begging you, please. Um, and don't forget, send us your movie suggestions, your thoughts on movies we've watched, um, corrections on things we got wrong. We'll take it, anything. Yes, send it to us at thescarymovieproject at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scary Movie Project. Peace out. God save the queen. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl or a jedi we've got some 80s classics for you do these movies stand the test of time are we discovering something new is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation from the hits to the cult classics we'll discuss our earliest memories favorite scenes fun facts and our not so favorite movie moments too It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.